I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. I'm Allison. This is Kara. And thanks for joining us for another episode. We are back. It's a lovely Tuesday afternoon. We're feeling a whole lot better than we normally would because we're recording a little later in the day. Yes. Got a few more P's and Q's together than usual. Yes. We were just kind of talking about before we hopped on. Like our morning sessions are great because, you know, it's like right in the early in the morning. You're not tired yet. Got lots of energy, but also like I haven't done anything and everything is all over the place. My life is chaos. I'm running around before Zoom and I hop on right at 10 a.m. and it's just like, being at two o'clock, all my stuff is done for the day. Like I'm just way more zen. <laughs> Same. I think we're figuring out that 2 p.m. might be our sweet spot. 10 p.m. was not good. 10 a.m. was not good. <laughs> well, I don't know. They both have their pros and cons. But yeah, I think we're getting the sweet spot right now, which is good. Episode number 11. We're finally starting <laughs> yeah. to figure it out. But yeah, I got back at like 1 a.m. last night. My friend Jordan and I, we went to San Diego from Friday to Monday. So it was just kind of like a long weekend trip. The main reason we went was, yes, vacation, but we're shooting all the content for her website. We're going to have her on in two weeks. So I won't say too much because I'll kind of let that be for that episode. But basically, she does hair and she's kind of transitioning into being a holistic health coach. And so I'm creating her website and doing all of the photos. So we went to San Diego 
so that we could have all of the photos be like beachy and healthy because, you know, if you look around in Omaha right now, everything is dead and cold and not cute. So we were like, yeah, we'll go for like the sunshine, palm trees and the sand vibe. But I'm like low-key exhausted because I swear we probably shot 5,000 photos. Like I was looking at them last night on the airplane. I was like, okay, yeah, this is going to take a little bit of time to go through all of these shoots. But the good news is we got absolutely everything we needed. So good. It looked like a dream. Um, Can you talk about your picnic on Sunset Cliffs? What? So freaking cute. Yeah. If anyone is going to San Diego or is in that area, we found them on Instagram. Um, It's called Palette to Palette. And honestly, this is literally my senior graphic design capstone business plan, like put into action. Damn, this chick's really out here living my capstone project. Like she's living my dream. Like, damn. But basically this lady like sets up picnics and then you just show up. And she set up another one down the cliffs a little bit for these people's wedding. It literally said, I think the girl's name was like Jessica, this huge sign. And it was like, Jessica, will you marry me? And it had like blank it's out and candles. And I was like, that girl, that's the best day of her life. Absolutely stunning. Wow. Men, listen. Yeah. Propose at Sunset Cliffs in San Diego with a full picnic spread. The woman will say yes. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I mean, it was truly gorgeous and the food looked so good. Did it taste as good as it looked? Yeah, we were literally like beached whales like after it and all of the everyone was like showing up for sunset and people were like, oh, my God, that's a lot of food for two people as we're literally just like laying there keeled over. And we were like, yeah, yeah, we know. Um, And we ate like honestly so much of it. We we're like, we spent good money for this. We got to eat it all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When did you do this again or in last week? Yeah, still working on the house. I keep saying this every week. It's finally coming together. But like, no, it's actually finally coming together. Like (laughs) we have gotten some more decor for downstairs. Funny enough. So what's supposed to be our living room, we're going to switch it with the dining room. So I don't know if I've talked about this Mm -hmm. one here already, but our dining room is massive. Like it is just so big. And like we do not have any really reason to have a big dining room table or, you know, set that up really big. And our living room is a bit smaller and that's with the chimney. So there's like a white chimney and a fireplace and that's supposed to be the living room. But I think we're going to swap it and put our couches in the dining room because it's just bigger. It'll be more cozy and comfy with like the TV over there. And then I bought some stuff for the living room to be the dining room. So we'll put like a round kitchen table in front of the fireplace, which I think is going to turn out really cute. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, imagine that in the holidays. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. I can picture it. Yeah. So totally flipped that around. I was hesitant at first because that was like something Connor suggested. And like, I was like, oh, but this is just so cute as the living room. It's just like too small. And our couches probably won't even fit. Our couches come this week. So excited. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, we've been using a Walmart <laughs> futon for like two weeks now, but it's fine. We're sitting on the floor for like a solid two weeks. That was horrible. So, but yeah, no, that's coming together. And then I got happy hour last week with my friends Libby, Kenzie, who I hadn't seen in a long time. We sat outside. Kenzie's friend Aaron came too. Like, it was just so nice. Like, now that the weather is getting warmer, I feel like my soul is brought back. Like, I just feel like more of a yeah, human. Yeah, I know. I've like seen these memes and it's like every Midwesterner like crawling out of their seasonal depression. Yeah, that's literally me. Like, and (laughs) I know people joke about like how people in the Midwest wear shorts outside when it's 50 degrees. It's like, you have to. It's so nice. Like, I know like other places are more warm. Like, that's cold weather. But it's like, no, I'm living. Let me live. Oh, no. Seriously, (laughs) on Sunday, I was like laying out on the beach in my bikini. These group of girls come over and they like look at me and they're like, oh my God, like I could not be in a bikini right now. And they're wearing like a hoodie and sweatpants. Midwesterners. I'm like, oh my God smidge of sunshine like woo yeah (laughs) let's go i'm ready 
with the warmer weather, spring cleaning, I heard spring you've clean. been going hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I don't really chat on this about my um, clean obsession that I have in life, but I mean, we kind of did with the motivation. I was like, what would I do if I didn't have the bed made? Like I couldn't proceed without my morning if the bed wasn't made, but I feel like seriously, that's just how I am all the time. I got home last night and a normal person would probably just, you know, wait until the next morning to unpack when their flight gets in at 1am. And I'm like, no, I must unpack every single thing right now. I must clean out all of the sand in my suitcase. I must scrub the sand out of all of my shoes. I have to start the laundry. I have to wipe down all of my things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I went to bed at like 345 because I just kept doing shit like that. No, I I will say I did take that tip from you. I think after we went to Columbia, you were like, I'm just going to unpack right when I get home. And I do that now because of you, because it just is. It's nice to just like wake up and just be on a fresh day. You know, you don't have all your baggage truly from your trip. You can just kind of pick up where you left off. I used to leave my suitcase out for like four days until I had quote unquote time to unpack. But like, you're never going to have time. Just do it. Never going to have time. Yeah. So I did take that from you. Yeah. And you're like trying to get ready like the next morning and you're like, oh my God, where's my hairbrush? Where's my toothbrush? Mm -hmm. Like where, where's those other pair of socks? Because everything's like half packed and then it gets strewn all over your room. I literally get home and I just dump every single piece of clothing that was in my suitcase into the laundry because it's just gross. For today's guest, we have my college friend, Megan Fouch. We met back in AKO probably five or six years ago and just stayed in touch ever since. We wanted to switch it up this week and have her on because her brand is launching tomorrow. Can't even believe she agreed to coming on with us with everything she has to do. But we'll start the episode off with a little bit of behind the scenes, how we met, how she ended up in LA, her experience in the fashion world and like corporate and then getting out of that to launching her own brand. She's a really humble, cool, down to earth girl. You can tell she's like a true Midwesterner at heart and is living out her best LA life now. So we're really excited to welcome her onto the podcast. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Artie Friends. Today's guest is Megan Fouch. We are so happy to have Megan on and also so thankful because she has a million things on her plate, particularly today. So we are extra thankful for you. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here, guys. It's literally my first podcast ever. So this is super exciting. (laughs) Also, not sure what to do, but I love it. Just a couple of friends hanging out, podcasting, you know. Megan has like a whole resume that we could totally get into. And we have some exciting stuff regarding her brand launch that we are going to fully dive into later in the episode. But to give you guys context about like who Megan is, where she's living and what she studied, we're going to kind of do her background first. And as we always say, look her up on Instagram. That way you guys know who we're talking about. Yeah, it's at MN Fouch, my personal. And then the brand is Faitpar Fouch. F-A-I-T-P-A-R-F-O-U-T-C-H. Fouch is her last name. So it's like made by Fouch is the brand's name. And you are on TikTok and Instagram and soon a website will be coming, but we will get all into that later. So we are going to dive in to your upbringing and all of that. Yeah. So I'm originally from Tennessee. Um, I moved to Nebraska when I was 18, went to college in Nebraska. My whole family is from Nebraska. So it's kind of like just tradition to go to Nebraska. And I studied fashion design there. 
Obviously, Nebraska isn't like the greatest place for design. (laughs) It was actually a really good program there, but I wanted a little bit more. So I studied in Italy for, I want to say it was actually like a year because I extended it a little bit longer. But yeah, that was like the greatest experience ever. And then after that, I graduated in 2016. And then like literally after graduation, I just moved to LA. Like it was like five days after. (laughs) Like we graduated, I think May 25th. And then I moved June 1st. Dang. Just like next step. Yeah. I had an internship in LA. So like I knew I wanted to do design. It was either like LA, New York. New York was kind of intimidating to me. It's like really cold. And I don't know. LA was just like more my vibe. It'll be five years in June, which is like so crazy to me. That means like you've almost lived in LA longer than you've lived in Nebraska. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. That's so weird. That's so weird. Well, I think we want to definitely talk about your study abroad experience in Italy because that's amazing. Like not just being in Italy, but studying fashion in Italy, I feel like is like the pinnacle of yeah everything it, that yeah. you're doing now. Right. It was it was pretty cool. Um, I definitely learned how to pattern make and do draping, which is something they did not teach us at Nebraska. And that is like so important to know, like especially now that I'm starting this brand, it's like that is the one thing that you outsource and like you pay for is pattern making. Like it's so difficult to learn and so hard to know. So that was like a really, really valuable thing that I learned. Yeah. And then it was also really fun. Like Allison, you traveled all throughout college. Like it was just so fun to be in Europe and like go to different countries and stuff. Cause I feel like after college, it's a little bit harder. Like, you know, you're trying to get a job and it's like a little bit more expensive, but like in college, you can just go to so many countries and just like study, you know? Right when you graduate, you're like, oh, my God, now I have student loans. I have all these bills. I've got to, like, pay for all of this. But in college, it's like those things are happening. But for some reason, I feel like I was just unaware of all the costs while I was in college. And I just spent all my money traveling. Like You're just like, I'll deal with that later. And then now we're dealing with it. (laughs) And now we're dealing with it. Yeah, we're all like 25, 26, and we are dealing with it. (laughs) And it's like, oh, do I go to Paris this week or should I buy a couch? It's like, well, I'm sitting on the floor, so I need a couch now. But in college, (laughs) like, you don't think about those things. Yeah, we're like adulting now. I know it's scary. (laughs) Good old days. So yeah, you're 26, aren't you? I'm 27. Dude, you are. Yes. Yeah, because remember you're a year year older older. when I rushed. Yeah. Yes. I know. So I was in like the younger pledge class, but I was technically a year older. I do remember that now. I don't remember. I'm trying to think of the first time I met you. And I like, I just am so bad with remembering the very first time I met people. <laughs> I mean, it was probably like bid day when we met like 50,000 girls at the same time. Actually, I think it was me when Mandy have those photos like standing up on um the sign by the front door. Yeah, Aww. I remember that. Yeah. So looping back, you get to LA five days after graduation. You said you were like deciding between New York and LA. But what made you just pull the trigger and have that internship lined up so quickly? Like, were you scared, nervous? anxious. It was actually really hard to get an internship. I remember this specifically. When I was in Nebraska, it was like my senior year and I didn't need an internship to graduate anymore because I like had enough credits or something, but I wanted to move. So I was like, I either need a job or an internship to like move to New York or LA. And I swear to God, it was just fate because I talked to so many people and interviewed with so many different companies. And for some reason, I just got this one in Long Beach. It wasn't even in LA. And then that was just what sparked it all. I was like, oh, I guess I have to move to Long Beach now. I guess I have to do it. Oh my God. I, like, I, I, <laughs> I had never been to Long Beach in my life. Like I literally never visited. 
excited. And I was like, I guess I'm moving there. <laughs> and for people not familiar with LA, like what's the difference? Yeah, so Long Beach is, well, it's technically still LA, but it's like the very, very south end of Los Angeles. So it's almost OC, closer to like Newport and like Laguna and Huntington than it is like downtown LA, but it's still considered LA. Which sounds but nice. Yeah, it was like, it's, <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of like the only random city in LA. Like nobody has been to Long Beach or like knows about Long Beach. It's like so underrated, I guess. There's a super small company called Row and May, which I don't actually think they're a company anymore, but there was like five of us and we were just in this woman's, or not apartment, she had this nice house, but we would just go to her house and like I would do like sketches for her and we would like pull fabrics and do mood boards. And it was just like a normal internship, but it was not like a legit company, which I didn't realize that at the time. It was like a small startup. Like it would almost be like me interning for me now. Like, you know. Okay. Yeah. Literally me. (laughs) It's like not there yet. So, but it was fun. Like they were super cool. They were super nice. And they, we would like hang out on the weekends. They like introduced me to their whole friend group. So it was like, it was actually a blessing, but yeah, they didn't like work super hard. So it was kind (laughs) of, it was good experience. You know, it was a good way to like get my foot in the door. Absolutely. And how long did you do that for? I interned for them for like four or five months. And then they offered me a job as an assistant designer, which like ideal, everyone kind of wants to go from intern to, you know, like assistant. But like I said, I didn't really like the company. So I actually got a job at J Brand, which is is the company that I worked for for like three years. Actually, they're not a company anymore either. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> I feel like all these companies are cursed. No, dude, I feel the same way. I was joking to Destiny the other day and I was like, I don't even have a resume because all like three places I worked for before New Wave are all out of like business now. So yeah, especially during COVID. Yeah, they actually just went under, which is crazy because it was a huge, like you guys know J Brand, like it's a huge denim company. I can picture the logo on like the back of the jeans now on that brown thing. Yeah, it's like a really well-known brand, but they've been around for so long. And I don't know, like they just kind of went out of style, you know, so people just stopped buying it as much. And then during COVID, they had like so much debt that they just went under. But I had left way before that. But yeah, it was it was fun working there. I definitely got like the real experience that I didn't get at the small brand because it was like very corporate. I was doing like tech packs eight hours a day, which is like a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) So it takes so long to make. And we, as assistant designers, would have like 60 tech packs due in like a week. So it was like all of us, there would be like a bunch of girls just like me that were like 22, 23, like working there. And we were like, what is life? Like, if this is my future, I can't. So, but it was a really good experience because now that's another like skill that I now know and I don't have to pay someone to make a tech pack. Like I can make my own tech pack, even though it sucks. It's like, it's a good, like you have to know how to do it. So. And from that job, when did you realize you wanted to leave and then switch to what you're doing? So I worked for a couple other companies, worked for two other companies before I left for good. They were both denim companies. So Pistola and then RTA. So I worked for them. It was kind of just the same thing. You know, as I like saw my future and I was like, I don't want to just be working for someone else. And like, because you don't really get to design your own stuff, you know, like, yeah, you're the designer, but it's all based on merchandising. And it's all based on like a SKU plan. And it's based on the brand that you're working for. And I'm not like a huge denim head, you know, like I don't love denim so much. So it just kind of felt like I was like working in a creative environment, but I wasn't able to be creative at all. So I just like knew there was like, I had to find something else. And it was actually during COVID. Yeah. Which I feel like is so funny because so many people's like hobbies became like a business or a brand or like so many people like jumpstarted things during COVID, which I think is like a huge blessing. And like, I don't know, I feel like that was always meant to happen. But yeah, I got furloughed from my job and I was just at home 
And I had like so much free time and I was like, okay, I'm just going to start making stuff because that's like my passion. You're like, I love making stuff. And like even in college, Allison, I used to make like all my formal dresses like. Okay, we need to pause so I can hype you up on that because seriously, guys, (laughs) we'd be going to formal. Everyone else has this like basic princess poly dress. Megan shows up in her completely handmade, like perfect cross strap in the back, like these perfect slits. And we're like, okay, so there's us. And then there's like Megan over there. (laughs) I was so so bad at sewing at the time. Like it was horrible. No, they were not. (laughs) Maybe, maybe for you and like you're a perfectionist, like of what you wanted. But for all of us other girls buying like fast fashion, which was also so terribly made your stuff was yeah. mint next to that yeah so then I don't know it kind of just turned from like a hobby into just selling stuff you know like on depop and then I feel like it just kind of went from there like I just never went back to my job like they they came back and were like if you want to come work for us again and I was like honestly I'm finally have time to like do what I'm super passionate about and like yeah I don't know it just kind of happened from there Makes sense because I was like watching this all unfold on Instagram and I was just like trying to connect the dots of like, did you quit? When did that happen? Because I feel like I was one of the original people that literally followed the Instagram account, but didn't you used to have a different name for it? Yeah, it used to be named Birdie, which that's just like a super sentimental thing to me because I have like birds tattooed on my back and like my mom used to call me Birdie when I was little. So I was like, I've always wanted a brand literally like forever. So like back at Long Beach, I was like, I want to have a brand and like I'll call it Birdie. And I like didn't have time to like, you know, post or like actually make stuff. So it was just kind of like, what was it? So I was like, so I rebranded and then I like actually put time into it. Well, how did you come up with the new name then? Um, So Fapar means made by in French and I'm part French. And I don't know, like the whole brand, whole aesthetic is very like French and like, you know, Victorian and just super like ethereal and pretty. And so it just made sense like Fapar because it is made by me. (laughs) It is. That name could not be more perfect. Like it suits you and the clothes and like the whole Instagram aesthetic. Like guys, seriously go to the Instagram. It's so good. Like all of the stuff I'm like, this looks like, you know how every new brand just takes everything from Pinterest and like posts it. And then I'm like, this is literally yours. Like you're yeah. Don't know how you're creating all of that. It's amazing. Your eye is insane. Oh my gosh, thank you. It's like really hard to be vulnerable. That's like one of the scariest things. I'm sure you know this because you're super creative, but like putting things out there that like you've made is like so scary because like you think it's cool, you know, like, but you've been staring at it for so long. And like, I don't know, like my taste is really different and weird. And like, it's that's like one of the scariest things, like put something out there. And like, I'm sure artists feel this way about their art. Because like some people are like, what the heck is that? Like, that's so stupid and weird. But then other people are like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. You know, so definitely intimidating. <laughs> I know we kind of talk about it too. Like you can't be everything for everyone, especially when you're starting off as like a new small brand. Like I'm sure people are commenting you, they're like, put it on Depop, put it on the website, make all of the sizes. Can you do this? And you're like, I am literally one person trying to do everything from go and source these fabrics to come up with the designs and actually make it and photograph it and then put it on Instagram and the website. Like slow the roll. I can't do it all yet. No, dude. Yeah, like I'm literally realizing it's so much work, but it's fun. So it's like, I do this all day, every day. Like I literally work until like 2 a.m. Because it's like building something that's yours. You know, it's like cool. Every part of it is like super interesting and fun. But yeah, it's so much work. (laughs) It's a lot. Like run us through a day. Like you wake up ever since you left RTA, ever since you left them, what has kind of been like a day in your life, like building this and getting it up and running? So it started like with me thrifting. That's when it like actually really started was during COVID um, before things got shut down. Um, I would just go thrifting style this time. And 
I would find the weirdest stuff and I would find it for like a penny. Like it was so cheap because I go to the big bins where you like dig through. Yes. And it would be like dollars <laughs> for like pounds of stuff. So I would get this stuff for like nothing. So I was like, I'm just going to cut it up, see if I can make something cool. And I started like cutting stuff up and like making it into different stuff. And that's when I like started getting obsessed with like reworking stuff, you know, like turning blazers into like little sets or like turning like pillows into corsets or whatever. So that's kind of how it started. And I was selling that stuff on Depop and then it all kind of sold out like really quickly. So I was like, well, I need to somehow, if I do want this to be like a legit company, I need to learn how to like scale it. Okay. I'm going to stick to the identity of the brand, which is like sustainability and like, you know, reworking, taking things from vintage, but I need like some sort of like dead stock material or like something that I have bulk of that I can like produce multiple styles and produce like multiple sizes. Cause you know, it's like, you can sell a one-off. It's like, cool. Okay. She made this. It's a one-off. It was made from like a pillow or whatever, but then like there has to be more of just that one thing. So now I'm in the process of sourcing all this dead stock fabric, which is basically like dead stock is material that is completely waste. Like maybe companies or something had used it and they don't need it anymore. So they've like kind of given it away. So it's recycled material basically. So yeah, and then now I'm just making all the patterns and like I can cut those styles in fabrics that I can produce multiples of. Can you walk us through what it looks like for our listeners? Like what kind of designs you're doing? What kind of styles your pieces are? Yeah, so everything. I wanted things to be super versatile. So I have a lot of like skirts that can also double as dresses and like can also be a set. There's this little top that you can put over the skirt and it can become a dress or it can be a two-piece set or you can wear the skirt as a dress, you know. And then I'm doing corsets because that's kind of how it all started. And the corsets are just super detailed. So there's like a lot of embroidery on it and like beading and lace and it's like they're super extravagant yeah and then I also have denim which is like the reworked Levi's so it'll just be like a a huge pair of Levi's that I find like huge dad pair like really really big and then um you can cut them down and like I add this seam on the sides and the front and so they'll fit any body shape because like I literally will take the measurements of like your waist your hips if you want it straight leg if you want it like you know flared whatever all of that can be done by just cutting it the pants are like so big to start out with so that's like the first drop is going to be the corsets the two-piece sets that are like super interchangeable and then the denim how many items is that total do you think um i think there's like 25 skews some of those are one-offs so there's going to be two parts to the website which i'm literally still building the website today (laughs) and it's launching tomorrow like literally 24 hours but there's gonna be two sides to it one is gonna be like the one of a kinds which is just something that was reworked from something vintage so like the pillow corsets or something like that it's a one of a kind and it is the size that it is like a small medium whatever however much material i had that's like what it is and then the other side of the website is the collection that you can purchase your actual size and then i'll go make it and then send it to you so it's still like made to order but it's not a one-off so that's like the whole idea I'm so impressed. I was telling Allison, like, I saw your Instagram for the first time with that giveaway for the beautiful set. And I literally thought your account was like a million dollar, multi million dollar brand in LA. Like, I thought it was like a super, like, so your designs are truly beautiful. And I didn't even know it was just like a one woman show until Allison told me. And she's like, we have to have her on. Oh my God. I'm blushing. You're killing it. <laughs> Thank you. You guys are so sweet. Wow. Yeah, the cow set. I love the cow set. Yeah, that was, that so was I, I made that from a rug. It was literally a cow rug. 
Oh my you're gosh, joking. that's amazing. You have these cool pieces and you're like, I want to keep them. But the point is for me to sell them and make money. But like, that was my rug and I like that rug. <laughs> yeah, it's so, I know I'm like married to everything that I make. I'm like, I don't want to give it away, especially because it like fits me. And it's like, that's my wardrobe now. Like I wear the stuff I make, yeah. which is also great for like marketing and to see the general public's response to our, my friends, literally. <laughs> like if I wear something <laughs> and they're like, that's super cute. I'll be like, okay, like maybe this is something that like people are interested in. Maybe I should remake this or like, you know, and that's why I always post on my stories. I always do like polls of, do you like this? Do you not like this? Because I feel like so many people are so vocal about it. And it's so interesting to see what people do like. Yeah. Have you ever worn a piece out in LA and had someone come up and ask where it was from? Yeah. I actually went to this party recently with my friend and I was wearing this sweater that I cut up and I made into like a matching top set, you know, like a tank top and then like a sweater thing that goes over it. Yeah. Like she calls it a twofer because it's oh, like, I guess like a matching. Two for the price of one. Yeah. Something okay. like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. I know what you're talking about now. I've seen these. Yeah. I should like send you guys a picture of the one that I'm talking about, but I wore it out and this girl came up to me and she's like, this is so cute. Oh my God. Where did you get it? And I was like, I felt like so annoying being like, I made it. Like, I, was like, oh. I almost was just like, Ugh. but I was like, oh yeah, I made it. And she was like, what? And then she would not drop it. Like she literally was like looking at it. She's like, I don't get it. She's like, I don't understand. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, no, that's what I do. You are so humble. I remember that from college. You would like downplay the fact that you like were making your dresses and we're all like, no, this is so cool. Like no one else is doing this. And I think that is one thing that I struggle with a lot too, is promoting the own brand because you don't want to be annoying. I like how you were just like, oh, I don't want to be obnoxious and be like, oh my God, I made it. You also are like, well, I do need to, you know, uh, pay rent and the bills and this is what I'm trying to do. So it's like finding the balance of like, how do I self promo without, you know, being super annoying? (laughs) I agree. I agree. And like I do when someone tells me something that they're doing that's super cool. I never think like, oh my God, they're so annoying. I'm like, wow, that is so freaking cool. And like, it's also cool that they're confident enough to like own it. You know, I think there's definitely two sides of it, but yeah, I, I hate, it feels like braggy. Even like lately I've been having to take like a lot of photos for the launch, you know, and like for the campaigns and we've been working with models, but also I can't get that every day. So like sometimes I'm just putting it on myself and like taking photos and I'm like, is that vain? Like, is that super conceited to be like the designer and also like modeling it? Because I'm not trying to be the model. It's just convenient. Like, convenient. It's just, like, yeah. And you're like, it's free. <laughs> yeah, it's free. And it, it's me. So I'm just going to like take a quick picture. But I feel like sometimes if I saw that, I'd be like, okay, you don't have to be the designer and the model and this and that, you know? I feel like from my perspective, I'd be like, well, one, I probably wouldn't know. But also I feel like that's true, cool because it shows humble beginnings. Like it shows that you're starting from ground zero. I don't think yeah, it's I a think negative right. at all. You're right. Yeah, I actually I agree. see that with small brands and I'm like, wow, that's so cool. Like she's like doing it all, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And like, why wouldn't you? Like, you're cute. You're pretty. You have a great body. You're (laughs) like, I just said, you're free. You're right there. It's like, okay, or I could spend like hundreds of dollars, call someone up, make it a whole thing. Or I could just take the photo. No, but the pictures you guys took in the like the actual styled shoots are insane. And that's all your creative vision, though, still, right? Yeah, it is. That was actually so amazing because those are my those are just my girlfriends that live in L.A. and they're models. And they're like, yeah, we'll just do it. Like, we love your stuff. Like, they actually reached out to me on Instagram. They're like, hey, we see what you're making. and It's so cool if you ever want to, like, shoot sometime. And then my friend Daniel, he literally messaged me also. And he's like, hey, I'm a photographer. Like, if you want to ever shoot your stuff, I was like, what? Like, these people want to do this for free. Like, I don't know. I was like so mind blown. And then we got there and I thought it was just going to be like a quick little thing, you know, just like friends doing each other a favor. It turned into like a whole campaign. And I was like, (laughs) what is going on, guys? Like it literally was like eight hours of our day. And I was like, thank you so much. Like I like 
bought them food and I was like, oh my God, like I'm so indebted to you forever. What was, was the shoe and what was the inspiration? Um, So just kind of like the identity of the brand. It, it's just everything is French and it's very like romantic. And that first collection that I had, like the first round of stuff I made was a lot of Victorian corsets because I would make them from French tapestries. So it was very like Victorian-esque and like romantic with like roses and we had like satin gloves and like it was just very like Victorian. I feel like I say this every episode, like I have goosebumps, but like, I'm just so proud of you because I can like see in your head what you want and you make it happen. I just feel like all those pictures exactly capture was being created in your brain. They're amazing, especially for being like in California. Like you didn't go to France and like you had me fooled. Like it would have looked like you (laughs) bought a plane ticket and like paid 10 grand. Like that shoot was top tier. Yeah, I feel like I've gotten so lucky. I don't know if you guys believe in like manifesting or anything, but I swear to God, I've like things keep happening and there's so many like signs and I keep seeing things on Instagram that like look like Paris, France. And then I, nobody tags locations, right? I'll like look and there's a tag and it's like somewhere in Malibu. And I'm like, what? Like I can go here. And that's just been happening so much. And just so many things, like so many people I've met are like wanting to help. And like, it's all happening for a reason. And I'm like, literally so humbled because this is like the only thing I'm passionate about. Like I love this so much. And like, I'm just so happy doing this. And I don't know. It just seems like all these pieces are falling into place. And I'm like, literally every day, like want to cry. I just want to keep working really hard. You know, like it motivates me so much. We're so impressed. Like we've hyped you up behind the scenes. So you guys launch by the time this comes out, you'll be launched. Where do you see the brand in five years? That is a really good question. That honestly, it kind of scares me because I want it to be really big, you know, like I do want this to be like a super successful brand and I will work super hard to make that. I don't want to lose like the identity of the brand where it's like slow fashion and it's super focused on like the product and, um, you know, like reworking things from vintage and I want to keep that identity. So I don't want to expand into like this fast fashion or just like super corporate type thing. I want to keep it small because it is like my passion and my Like, I just love doing this. With that being said, like, I don't want to limit it. And I don't want to say, like, if there is a possibility to expand and grow, like, if Net-A-Porte reached out to me and was like, hey, do you want to put your stuff with us? Like, obviously, I'm going to do that. You know, like, that's a huge thing. And I'm not going to say no to opportunities like that. But I do love, like, the smallness of it and that it's, like, intimate. And it's, like, my little, just, like, my little hobby. Yeah, I think one thing definitely leads to the next. And I know exactly what you mean about the scaling. And I think we talked with Amber about that, too, in episode three, where you you want like steady growth to where you can keep your values and your intentions and your team right rather than rocket ship growth where you're just like, okay, sky's the limit. Let's go. And then just forget like the whole point of why you started doing it in the first place. Right. And I was just talking to someone about that actually on Sunday at the beach. We were just talking about careers and like when you're doing things that you love and then when it becomes like something that you don't love anymore, like he's a photographer and he was like, I used to love photography. Like it was my hobby. And then I just started getting like, it wasn't fun anymore. It was work. And like now, I hate it. And you know, now he's trying to like completely transition to real estate or something. But I kind of feel the same way. Like, I think you should do it and be passionate about it and not just like accept every opportunity and like, you know, rocket speed, try to grow it. And then it becomes this thing that you hate. Remember why you love it. And you should keep doing what feels good and not let it like morph into this thing that you hate. And that's why you left those corporate jobs anyway, because you're like, well, that's not what I wanted. So I'm going to go start my own small thing. You don't want to loop right back into where you were. I'm not trying to be, you know, some CEO of some huge corporate company. Like, I don't want that. I don't like corporate. Like I've worked in it for probably like four years now. And 
I just, yeah, I think that you should keep it small enough to where you love it or like maybe not even small, but you should just like, it should still be your passion. What has been the biggest challenge you've found with starting your own brand? Just like doing everything myself, <laughs> like a zero budget. Allison, I'm sure you know this with your store, like so much goes into every little detail of like packaging and like, if you're going to like sell products. It needs to be like legit, you know, like you need to have like all the labels and all the hang tags and like, there's so much that goes into it. and social media, like social media takes up a whole day. Like influencers, this is their whole career is just social media. And like the fact that we do social media and creating the product and, and running the website, yeah, but it's fun, but it's also like, oh my gosh. It's a lot. And you always know there's more you can do. Like you're laying there in bed and you're like, I could literally do a hundred more things and still not be done. So where do I stop? Yeah. And I know you're like this as well, but like I'm a perfectionist. So I want things to be perfect. You know, like when I'm removing the background of photos for like flat lays, like mannequin lays, I want it to be so perfect. And I will spend like two hours erasing. And (laughs) And I'm like, like a waste of my time, but also I want it to be perfect. So it's not a waste of time. Yeah. I literally stay up till 3am every night, like just doing little graphic things and stuff like that. Well, they're turning out amazing. The sleepless nights are worth it. You're wowing everyone. I feel like you've already gained such a following. What are you, yeah. 3,000 like, already or whatever. I feel like a lot of that was from the giveaway because so many people reposted it, which was actually really cool. Um, and then the girl I gave it to, she's so cute and sweet. I hope she posts in it soon. She's like a little, she's like a cute little influencer girl. But yeah, I feel like a lot of the followers came from that. And like, I post about it all the time on my personal and like, Allison, you posted about it. And like so many of my friends have just posted about it, which is so nice. So I feel like, I mean, I'm still trying to figure out ways to grow it. Who's your dream person to be wearing your line? I've been like manifesting Dua Lipa. <gasps> Have you seen, like, I seen like her Grammy outfits and like all of yes. her like crazy outfits. Yes. Yeah, so I'm literally obsessed with her and I made this outfit for her. <laughs> and No way. I, yeah, I'll... I'm going to post about it like today or something, but I made this like whole flower outfit. It has like 3D flowers like all over it. And I just, I just like envision her in it. So I literally am going to like post it and be like, everyone, please tag Dua Lipa because I made this for her. It's going to work. Like we're going to make it happen. Literally. Because you're right. Her style is so close to what you've been making. Oh my gosh. Her stuff is just really out there and really crazy. And I noticed she's she loves the like matching sets. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to make her like a crazy matching set that she wants to wear in like a music video or like I'm just manifesting it. Oh my gosh. Karen, I even talked about that too. That's like the new guerrilla marketing is making something so custom for like a celebrity or an Instagram influencer that you're like obsessed with and mailing it to them to the point where they're like, I literally have to post about this because someone spent 50 hours making this custom thing for me. Like, how could I not take a picture of it? I would literally write her a love note and be like, I had a dream about you. And then I made this for you. Like she's gonna be so creeped out. But okay, so Dua Lipa definitely for that outfit. And then I don't know about you guys, but I'm obsessed with Hailey Bieber. Like I think she's so cute. She's so sweet. Like I would die if she wore one of my pieces. Literally what I messaged you, like when you yeah. like you had two Instagram posts. I that was like the first thing I ever said to you. I said, Haley will be wearing your stuff in no time. Just watch. Like I can just picture her in some like baggy denim jeans and one of your corsets. I would die. I'm obsessed with her. Her and Justin both like weirdly obsessed with them. It's like I don't <laughs> even want to admit how much I love them. <laughs> well, he's not. They're awesome. We were going to do like a rapid fire this or that L.A. version, too, with you. And I was like trying to write down a bunch of relevant L.A. this or that. And I'm like, well, crap, I don't live in L.A. Like, I don't even know. Let's do it, though. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I feel like there's some stereotypes. Okay. Matcha or chai? Ooh, matcha. 
I love matcha. I agree. <laughs> Same as I have my ice Allison, matcha right here. Oh, yeah. Like, Allison's rocking it. Where's the best <laughs> oh matcha in LA? Um, There's this place called Alfred's or another place called Cha-Cha Matcha. Cha-Cha Matcha. Cha-Cha Matcha. Newport or Malibu? Probably Newport. Remember when we went to Newport? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah. Mm, Wait, well, you guys went to LA <laughs> together? I think I need a story time. What? Wait, we went to a festival, didn't we? Yeah, we did on the 4th of July. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Marshmallow. Yeah, I went to a marshmallow concert. We when were was all this? five years ago. Probably. Oh, I think like 17, 17 or 18. Yeah, it was when I was working at Barry's. So yeah, probably like three years ago. Yeah, I remember that. It was like a huge crew of Nebraska people. I feel like that also had to be a comforting thing about you moving to LA is there's such a close knit group of Nebraskans out there. Yeah, it's very comforting. I It's actually kind of crazy though, because you don't realize it, but LA and Newport are like, they're so close, but they're also so far. And especially like when you're working all the time and then like I have to think in my mind and like plan a weekend to go to Newport. And then when I go to Newport, I stay like the entire weekend. So it's definitely like a planned thing. Um, but yeah, it's super comforting because that's literally family. And there's like 20 or 30 people down there, which is like, it just keeps growing, which is like it's crazy to me. It's crazy. I know. I feel like from our friend group, every time I see someone on Instagram, they're like in Newport and they're like, just move. And I'm like, everyone from our like college circle, it like lives there now. Dude, it's insane. It's actually crazy, especially during COVID. Like I feel like people got like furloughed or lost their jobs and they're like, took a trip to California and then they ended up staying. Hey, that's you with LA. Never yeah. came back. So true. What are the general pros and cons of living in LA? Because I know you even said yourself there's a few stereotypes. Are they true? Do you want to elaborate on any of them? Definitely pros are that it's it's beautiful. Like it's always sunny. It's always nice. Um, even in like the winter, it's like warm. Um, and then the beach is definitely a pro. Um, I would say cons are type of people that move to LA. And it's it's the transplants that I'm talking about. The people that move to LA and then think they need to like be a certain way to be LA. So they get like super tied into the whole entertainment industry and just like partying with like social climbers, like people that are just social climbing and they're not actually in LA for like a reason. They're just kind of here to like be Instagram famous or something. And like those type of people, I'm not saying like everyone that does Instagram, but I feel like sometimes people and I like can like lose themselves and just be like chasing this like fame or whatever it is money fame I don't know if you get like tied up in those circles it's just kind of like feeling empty you know like you definitely have to have like your best friends which I'm so fortunate now they have like such a great group of girlfriends and like guy friends that are just like so chill and like we don't care about this stuff at all. Like we literally just like hang out like all of us in like each other's houses and stuff. We're not like trying to go to these big parties or do any of that stuff. So that's definitely a con of LA. Like there's so much of that and it's super easy to get sucked in. Very, very easy. My friend that lived there said that she would go to a party and someone would be like, what's your Instagram? And that was like the first yeah. thing they would ask. And it's just like, you can do like a little clout check. Dude, yeah. I actually went private on my Instagram like a couple years ago because I was just like, it's just weird. You know, like people would always like stalk you after you met them. And it was just like, I want like my friends to be able to see my stuff. Yeah, that's definitely a downside to this city. It's like very fake. <laughs> Do you feel like it took you a long time to find that really core group of down-to-earth friends? A hundred percent. When I first moved to LA, I was in Long Beach and I was like only hanging out with the Nebraska people, which was like super fun and stuff. And then I moved to LA and I lived with my friends, Angela and Erica. And I actually got super, super close to Angela. Like she's like now one of my best, best friends. Like she's literally the coolest person ever. But yeah, like there was a lot of like jumping around. We, as the three of us girls, were definitely trying to like figure out who our friends were. And like we would go to like, you know, different parties and like hang out with different groups to try and find like our click and it probably took like two years in LA to 
really find people that were like down to earth and not like not just party friends. Like it was super easy to just like hit somebody up and like go party with them. But to actually find friends that are like your best, best friends. Yeah, it took like two or three years for sure. That is awesome. Anything else with the launch that you want to talk about? What else do you need to do before tomorrow? Lay it on us. Oh my gosh. So yeah, before you guys called, I was, um, <laughs> I'm planning like the story, you know, like the 24 hour like story launch thing or whatever, pre-launch. So I'm doing all that. I'm recording like, I'm going to do a haul, just like showing like oh. every single thing and showing like what it was either made from or like how I would style it. Cause like I said, so many pieces are super versatile. So like I want to show people how you can wear it and stuff and kind of just talk about it. And then yeah, just like planning all the posts and then I still like the website is almost ready. I have all the like photos and stuff on there, but I need to tweak a few things on like the actual purchasing end of it. Like I need to make sure that it can all like Mm. run through. So yeah, I'll just probably, you know, be up again till like 4am. It's fine. It's fine. What platform did you make your website on? It's on Shopify. Nice. Good call. Yeah. Yeah, Shopify, it's super, I feel like user-friendly. And then I bought a theme. So it's like a little, the rollover feature. You know, when you're shopping and you like roll over something and you want to see it like worn on the mannequin, but then you also want to see it on the body and you want to maybe see like a side view, you know? So I wanted like that rollover feature. The less clicks is the better for turnover. And I feel like websites sometimes are so cluttered. Like you just want to look at it and just be able to like quickly from the homepage. Like I don't even want to click on like shop, drop down, like because I don't know I'm shopping for. Like, I just want to go to the homepage and like scroll through the products and like be able to slide my mouse over it and like see what is there. I'm so glad that you came on. I like messaged her and I was like, okay, so you can tell me if I'm crazy and if you want to kill me, but it could be cool if we record the episode the day before it launches. Like, if you're not down, that's totally fine. I would say no too. But if you are, then we can get everyone to come support you and follow along and buy some stuff. I also feel like you should validate and talk about like the pricing of your stuff. And I'm so proud of you for actually putting good prices on your things and making it worth it because I've found that like when I price certain things higher at New Wave, then people respect it more and they're like, oh, it's expensive. I will take care of it. Oh, it must be well-made rather than, you know, the opposite of fast fashion, which is clearly what you hate and what you're trying to get away from. So I think to wrap up here talking about how you got your pricing, how many hours like a particular piece probably takes, like all the work that goes into one item. Yeah, so definitely I did like a whole cost analysis thing because I didn't want to just have like a random number. I definitely wanted the brand to be at a certain price point for, you know, the identity of the brand and stuff, but I wanted it to be a legit number that actually made sense. So yeah, I come up with all the cost of materials and now that I'm like purchasing everything dead stock, I am like putting money into it and like the vintage tapestries, I would buy those on like Etsy and eBay. So I would like purchase them, you know, and they were super expensive. And then yeah, since I'm hand making everything, it does take hours per piece. And that's not including like making the pattern, which is like the pattern is like the blueprint of it, the style. So that pattern, I might have to adjust it like three or four or five times to make sure that it's fitting, you know? So like all of that is more than just like an hour or two to sew it. So yeah, all of that is going into the price. And then like all the labels and hang tags and everything is done super sustainable. So it's more expensive. Like I have these little wax stamps, which are going to be super cute because I want like a pretty unboxing. Like when people get it, I want them to open it and it to be like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like a moment where they're like, wow. Because if you're paying money and you're paying for something that's like well-made, it's handmade, it's sustainable, it's slow fashion. I feel like going into that, the whole presentation needs to be very um, impactful. There's a 
range of prices. I feel like the most inexpensive thing that I'm going to be having on the website is probably the course sets that start at like 180. So it's definitely a piece that you invest in. So we'll see. I think that's amazing. I bought these rework Levi's on Depop the other day. Should I have spent $220 on them? No. But do I love them? And have I worn them like four times already? And will I have them for 10 years? Absolutely. I just think people are finally starting to get that you get what you pay for and that you're a real human being that's sitting there at two o'clock in the morning, sketching designs and bringing it to life. And it's like, yeah, sorry, it's not going to be $30 like it is at Forever 21. Yeah. 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 And I just don't like when I know that it is more expensive and someone's paying that much money for it. I put so much time and like love into it. I'm such a perfectionist. and I make sure it's literally perfect. Someday when I hopefully like, you know, have someone helping me sew and like do these things, I'm going to make sure it's still like 100% perfect. Like you said, like you get what you pay for. There's someone out there who wants to do something similar, has an idea, wants to turn it into reality like you did. What advice would you give them? I feel like literally just do it. Just believe in yourself, which is the hardest part. And I know it sounds so cliche and so like annoying, but it really is like what I was saying earlier about being vulnerable, putting your stuff out into the world. It's like really scary. But once you do it, it's the greatest feeling. And people, I think people can see that you're passionate about something and that you're really trying and like they respect that. And then it's going to become something. And also like, I know I keep talking about like manifesting or whatever, but believing in yourself and like positive thinking is like so crucial. If you wake up and you're not positive about what you're doing and you're feeling like lousy about it, it's going to show, you know, it's going to reflect in like everything you're doing. And like, if you just believe in yourself and just do it, it's going to work. It really will. If you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. Got to be your own biggest advocate. Well, how can we make sure you have a successful launch? How can we support you? Um, I mean, this is amazing so far, like just even doing this and like, I'm going to post about it and you know, I don't know, just hype it up, tell people (laughs) hopefully soon in the next like hour or two, I'll have, I'll have everything ready for like pre-launch or like the launch posts. And then I'll start posting on stories and start posting on the account so people can know about it. Everything is Faye Fouch. It's F-A-I-T-P-A-R-F-O-U-T-C-H. And then it's the same for the website, just.com. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We'll let you get back to it. Megan jumped on on her lunch break. Obviously, your day is crazy. So we will let you get back to uh, taking photos and getting everything ready for the website. But we appreciate you. And I'm so proud of you. This is like literally amazing. Got to hype up all our cool friends so we can live vicarious through you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Manifest that money. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. It means the world to us that you are listening, liking, subscribing, and following us on Instagram. We are really trying to build up our rating in Apple Podcasts. So if you could leave a review, we are a review and a rating. We are doing a giveaway at the end of the year for AirPod Pros. So Kara is going to tell you how you can enter that giveaway. Yes. So to be entered into this giveaway, you need to leave a five-star rating and review on the Apple Podcast app. Go ahead and click five-star, write a little snippet about what you're enjoying about the podcast, and then screenshot that and send it to our Instagram at We're Already Friends. That way you'll be entered. We'll see it. And yeah, we're doing the drawing at the end of the year. So again, thank you for your support. It really means the world to us and it lets us keep doing what we're doing. Yes. Thank you guys so much. We'll catch you next time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.